Okay. Here, here's. Thank you. Thank you. That that's that's nice. Um, be seated for just a minute, and we're gonna we're gonna do something. You know, I don't know. Maybe it might, it's probably not different to you, but we have to do it. Uh, but uh, I, I just want to just want to clarify some things. If you're new to this house, if you're a visitor, don't do not hold this one decision to have me here against them. Um, and and you know and and you have you just gonna have to relax for a few minutes and breathe a little bit. And uh, uh, you know there, there's this thing that quite often is is lacking in the church. It's called forgiveness. So I ask for it now. Okay, because there, there's a. I'm not, uh, I could say anything, okay? Anything could happen in the, in the next 30 minutes. And uh, shoot, I, you know, if I, if I say something that's a little rough or, or, you know, cuss or something like that, just, sorry. Um, you know, I, 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 the only guy I know how to really comfortably be is me. And so I'm just going to be me. And that, that, this is my family, my, my beautiful wife, Shelby. Would you stand, hon? Give her a hand. Uh, she's tougher than she looks. Uh, quite, quite a few years of hanging out together and, and still going. And uh, uh, kids, uh, Evan did a uh, master's commission here. And thank God. Okay, he's, he's really grown a lot. Anybody that knows Evan, he's doing awesome. And uh, uh, that's his wife, Courtney, and our son, Stephen, on the right, and TJ on the left. And, and uh, we are blessed with an amazing family, and we all do life together. We all do church. Uh, two of my boys are on full-time staff, and, uh, you know, it, it, things are awesome. And we're just happy to be here, okay? So I got that out the way. Um, what, what You know, I'm just hearing about the future and hearing about what you're doing and, and, and making preparation. You know, the Bible says that no eye has seen and no ear has heard, and neither has it entered the heart of any man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. The th- and, 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 and you want to know what's awesome about that? Everything, okay? Everything is awesome about that. Because, because how many of you guys love God? Okay, I got to get a few more hands than the people that picked up the packet on the way in. How, you know, do you love God? Okay, you're going to have to be a responder with me today because, you, you know, if you don't respond, I figure I haven't reached you yet and I just keep preaching. Okay, so the sooner you respond, the quicker we're done and, and it's awesome. So uh, we love God, so God has prepared. That word means made ready in advance. So, so God has prepared things for those who love him. And if you love him, man, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it ever entered that tiny little mind of yours, the things that God is, is, is ready to release into your life, into your situation, it, man, I'm telling you, God's about ready to bless the socks off of you, okay? And it's his intention and his desire, listen, it's his intention and his desire to increase your influence, to increase your effectiveness, to, to make you be able to do things you couldn't do before. He's wanting to turn lights on where there's only been darkness before. And, and if the light comes on, you're going to see stuff you couldn't see before. And if you can see what you couldn't see before, you can go where you couldn't go before. You can reach what you couldn't touch before. You can accomplish what you couldn't get done before. God is about ready to mess you up for good. Okay? It is his desire. It is his desire to get you into something that's going to blow your mind. Okay, I'm telling you, it's his, it's God's desire to take you to a place that you ain't even dreamed about. You know, in other words, you're, you know, when he was, it's been hard for me all morning. 
Okay, it's been hard for me all morning to just stand there and be polite because that's like not my gifting. And, and, and all morning, you know, lift up your eyes. Quit looking at the crap. Quit looking at the, quit looking at the setbacks. Quit, quit looking at the struggles. Okay, quit looking at the hardship. Look at what God, look at what hell's trying to prevent you from. And, and, and realize that the thing that God has designed for you, it's actually, it was designed, read the Bible. How many of you guys read the book? Man, good Lord, we got to work on y'all. How, how many of you guys read the book? All right. Now check it out. It, read this book and you find out that the thing that God's taken you into was actually designed to keep you out. Go in there and take that city. Well, yeah, but there's walls around that city. Right, it was designed to keep you out. But, but he is determined to get you in. Okay, and, and you, can't, you can't go, you know, the, the, the just, you know, shall live by, oh my God, you know the book. Okay, the just shall live by faith. And, and we walk by faith. So, so the opposite of faith, you know, doubt, not according to the book. See, uh, we walk by faith, not by sight. So the opposite of faith is sight. And if you look at it, oh my God, we're done. You know, let's, let's just go home. Let's, you know, man, you know, let's do something else. But we don't walk by what it looks like. We look, we, we walk by what it sounds like. Faith comes by hearing. And, and, and if, as I begin to hear God, man, if you get a revelation, it, you know, you don't need no more information. You need some revelation, right? And you get a revelation and you realize that, hey, even though it looks impossible, what God has designed for us, even though, even though it looks like it was designed to keep us out, well, why? Because it's valuable. Man, what God's going to do in your life, bro, is valuable. Okay, it's va- I mean, what he has planned for you is valuable. And if you don't want it bad enough to go get it, he don't want you to have it. From the days of John the Baptist, even until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Violent, take it by force. You ain't, get, you ain't getting it sitting there praying some soft, little, weak-hearted, limp-wristed prayer. Okay, you're going to have to stand up, get a backbone, and go in and, and demonstrate the fact that, hey, I'm all in. I'm not, I'm, you know, I, I'm glad you got a bumper sticker and a t-shirt, but that ain't going to get it done for you. Okay, you got to have some stuff, right? You got to have some stuff, and you got to go in there and, 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 you know, on April, what, you're taking an offering when? April 9th. I ain't waiting till April 9th. No, listen, I don't care what you do. Okay, and, and, and you might think, well, yeah, you do, but you're just rolling in it. <laughs> oh, my God. Three boys, two weddings, just took the family to Hawaii. It took us four years to save up for that. We just went to Hawaii and, and actually considered staying there. F- felt, 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 felt God say, hmm, this is what I prepared. And then, no, that was another boy. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna give a thousand dollars to this house, okay? And, and why? Well, because what what God's gonna do, man? I need to get my I need to get I, I want my fingerprints on it. When He looks at it and starts rewarding, I, I want Him to recognize I was part of that, right? And what what God's calling you to, it it's bigger than you realize. And, well, how can you say that by your reaction. Okay. And I'm trying to be nice. 
Okay, God has a plan for the house. Okay, and you're a part of the house. And, and it's going to be amazing because, because he's prepared things. He has prepared things, made ready in advance, which means if you're going to be God-like, you got to prepare, right? You got to prepare. Well, God, send the people in. Well, then you better get more space. You, you better get more services. You better get more campuses. You better get more servers. You better get, you better increase because if he answers your prayer, he, he don't want to sink you. You know, and if you got any faith, then, then you're going to prepare for what you asked him to provide. Why? So we can hold it. You know, you can send, he can send a bunch more people next weekend, but if you're not prepared to hold them, what's the use? So you, so you got to get in this thing. Okay. Which means, and, and, and in order to get into the thing that God's leading you into, you got to get out of the stuff that's keeping you out of what God's trying to lead you into. I mean, that's not, that's not all that deep. I don't, I don't do deep. Okay. So, so, so here's the deal is, is that you, you know, you gotta, you gotta change your perspective. That's what he's, that's what it says. You know, when you lift up your eyes, you're changing your perspective. Arise, shot, change your perspective, right? Uh, remember not the former stuff. Don't even consider the things of old. God's about ready to do something new. Can you see it? Can, 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 can you see it? Can you see it? Man, and and you and you got you got to run. Even though even though the stuff's happening, you run to the word and you run to praise. You, you don't move away from it. You know, read the book Ruth, right? Ruth. There, there's a famine in the land, and there's a dude by the name of uh, what's his name? Uh, Elimelech. 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 God, aren't you glad that's not your name? Look at your neighbor. And say thank you, Jesus. Okay, Elimelech. Because of a famine, and all a famine is is a temporary setback. Okay, they don't last forever. Might seem like it, but it ain't gonna last forever. And there's a there's a you know, and they're in Bethlehem, Judah. Bethlehem, Judah, and and and, and I, I love doing this kind of stuff because it just totally messes up the uh, uh, you know you know the tech people that work so hard to make everything look so good. I'm like a nightmare for them because uh, I preach like a cross-eyed javelin thrower. And nobody's sure where the points are at, but they're coming, okay? And Elimelech uh, is in Bethlehem, Judah, and because of a famine, he, he packs up and he moves to Moab, okay? Moab means comfort. So he, he's in a hardship, so, so he starts looking for relief. And he leaves Bethlehem, Judah, two words put together to make one word, Bethlehem, bread or word, Judah is praise. So anytime, anytime the hardship causes you to begin to move away from the word or away from praise, then you get the same, you know, uh, result that Elimelech got and everything in his world started dying, including him. And, 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 and you know, it, in that, in that story, you know, in, in that book, uh, Ruth, you know, there's, there's a popular guy, a famous guy that pops up in the story. His, his name's Boaz. Everybody say Boaz. Boaz is the type of Christ. He's who we're trying to get everybody to. Okay, we want the world to come to Christ, right? This is a house trying to bring restoration. This is a, this is a house. Read your book. You know the pamphlet. You know this is a house that is on a on a mission to bring restoration to to broken people. That's like everybody. Okay, and and uh, uh, Boaz, man, we're trying to get we're trying to get people to 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 Christ. But Boaz don't live in Moab. Boaz lives in Bethlehem, Judah. 
Okay, so what we got to do is we got to get back to the Word. We got to stay in the Word. No matter what, we got to stay in the Word. We, we got to be people of the Word of God. And we got to be people of praise. I said, we've got to be people of praise. I said, we've got to be people of praise. You got you, you to be a people of praise. Put, put, put on the spirit of praise for the, you know, for the garment, of, or put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, right? Look at somebody say, don't get caught with your praise down. Okay, you got to have that right garment on. You got to have praise on. Because in Hebrews, it says, according to the old system, what would happen is that, the, is that we would bring a sacrifice to the priest, and the priest would take the blood in, into the holies, right? And, and uh, so the whole carcass didn't go, but just the blood. So they separated it so, because the life was in the blood, but the flesh ain't getting in there. Okay, the flesh ain't getting in there. And, and then uh, uh, it, that was the old system. But now, now we, we have a new high priest, Jesus and it says, let us offer by him continually, continually the sacrifice of praise. And, and you know, and, and really sometimes it's like, you know, uh, we read stuff and we know stuff, we quote stuff. We haven't got a clue what it means, but, but, it's, but it's awesome. You know, it, isn't God good? Isn't God good? Yeah. You know what the word good means? Well, God is good. What's that mean? Well, he gives me stuff. Well, that's nice. The word good is something that gives of itself for the betterment of its environment. That's what makes God good, is that he gives of himself to to better the environment that you're in. That's why the sun is good. You ask any scientist, suns get smaller all the time. Why? Because it's given of itself for the betterment of the environment. You know, we say stuff that we, okay, so we're going to offer by him continually the sacrifice of praise. So, so praise, praise, you know, you know, praise doesn't, isn't, it's the sacrifice of praise. The word sacrifice means to kill on purpose. Okay. To kill on purpose. So sacrifice of praise means that your praise has to kill something. Or it ain't a sacrifice of praise. That's, it, it, you know, it's, there's no sacrifice if it ain't killing something, right? So it's got to kill something to, you know, so that the sacrifice can be in, you know, because, see, in our culture, you know what, and, and uh, uh, dude, I love music. I, I'm a musician. I, I, I love church. I've done it my whole life. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been around church. When I was seven years old, started traveling full time with my father. I've been in church ever since, okay? Even when I wasn't serving God. I was in church a lot. Okay, I, in ch- I, lo- I love I love what we're doing. I love my life. I love church. Sometimes it's church people I struggle with, but, but I love church. And, and um, but we're, but we're kind of, you know, in our, in our society, sometimes we kind of bypass that praise. See, we bypass praise. Because, well, we, we, we love worship. You know, turn the lights down low. It's easy listening. Uh, makes me feel good. You know, it makes me comfortable. And I just close my eyes and drift off somewhere. And, and we we actually worship worship. Um, I like that song. We weren't singing it for you. See, worship isn't about making you feel better. Worship means to rivet your eyes or attention on someone or something, to sit at one's feet even as a dog sits at his master's feet, licking his master's hands. Binds the expository dictionary. 
If I say, huh, that means I'm anointed. Okay. Um, see, the things I'm not saying, I'm being careful. Um, but praise to be effective, to be real, to be real praise. See, if, 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 you can sing loud and shout, but if it ain't killing something, you're just singing loud and making noise. But you, you ever got in the car and headed to church and had the biggest blowout of the week on the way to church? Wrong service. Okay, okay, I see that hand. <laughs> and praise, see that, you're just a little irritated. You know, all th- you, know you walk in the door, praise Jesus. And, but inside you, I'm going to kill something. Well, that's good. You need to kill something. And that praise can kill that anger. See, and, and and that praise can can kill that 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 t- you know. Well, oh, here they go. They're taking another offering. Oh my God! Talking about raising money. You know, when are we gonna see? Praise can kill that greed. There's only two reasons people don't give, and it's either fear or greed. How many of you are greedy? This always works. There's only one or two people that are honest. The, it, we're gonna have an altar call for liars later. Okay. Um, so since there's only me and, and like one or two other dudes that are that are greedy, then come on, cowards. You, you know, uh, praise, praise can kill the greed. Praise can kill the fear. Praise can kill the doubt. Praise can kill the pride. Praise can, and if it ain't killing, and you got to kill something. Why? So that you can get the holy of holy. You need the presence of God. You don't want to hang around it. You want to waller in it. Okay? Why? Because it's going to help you. It's going to bless you. Why? Because the thing that God has prepared for you demands that you walk in the anointing that's that, that's required by that thing that God has prepared for you. Okay? Christ has made a way. Well, if Christ, the anointing, has made a way, you're going to need the anointing to stay in the way. Okay? To keep the way, to, to, to hit the mark. You need the anointing. And so you got to kill some stuff. So what we're going to do this morning, and I know you're going to love this. This is awesome. And what, so what we're going to do is, is I'm going to ask you just one more time to get up on your feet. And these guys are going to begin to play. But we're going to praise God until something in you dies. Right? you got to kill something so that we can get the presence of God, not just in the room, but into your life. So get up on, come on, get up on your feet. This is, it's not that hard. And you might be saying, well, I, I've, I've been standing. You won't stand as long as I do today. Get up on your feet and just begin to clap your hands and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, he's worthy. We want him to breathe in this place. We want the spirit of God. Don't you stop. Don't you dare stop. Come on, he's worthy of a high praise. He's worthy. Praise him. Praise Him in the heavens. Praise Him in the sanctuary. Praise Him according to the greatness of His power. Come on, praise Him. Somebody needs to open up your voice and shout, God, we magnify you. We magnify you. Come on, just 30 more seconds. You got this. You got this. Come on, don't stop. He's worthy. God, we magnify you. We, come on, 10 seconds. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody shout glory. Spirit of God. Father, you alone are worthy. We magnify you. We magnify you, God. Let everything that has breath praise you. Thank you, Jesus. 
Shout one more victory pray. Come on. See that thing that he has for you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. One more time. Shout glory. Shout glory. Yeah. Turn and give somebody a high five and tell them, man, we're starting it now. Amen. I'll be on time. I'll be on time. We go to like 1130, right? Okay. So, so, so here's the deal. Matthew 6, We know this stuff. We know this stuff. You, you know, not too long ago, we started uh, preparing to receive the things that God had prepared for us. And, you know, he mentioned we, you know, we went to a building and we renovated the building. And, and, uh, and, and I got to tell you something, the building that we went into, we couldn't afford. So we walked around it and prayed. Didn't have we didn't have the money to do the building, but did, you know I just felt like we can't go into debt, you know. And so we took you know and we started praying and seeking God and and, and seeking God and God give us direction and, and uh, 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 you know we had some money we just didn't have enough money, like anywhere near enough. And and, and then then this opportunity came up and one of the guys said, hey, uh, you know, there's a bunch of property over here for sale and uh, the only problem is, is it's kind of like broken up into lots and stuff like that. We can't build on it, but but uh, for some reason it keeps coming up and so so we prayed about that and we sought God and so we took everything we had. Why not? Let's just take everything we have and buy all that stuff. Well, can we build a church there? No. What are we going to do with it? Well, this is a really good deal. This is just a really good deal. And so we're, we're going to buy that, and then we're going to walk around that and pray over it. Because we already had land that we were preparing to, you know, we, our plan was to build on it. But, but they, they wanted like $5 million to build the facility we needed. And, uh, and, and we, only, we only had like a million and a half. And it sounds like a lot of money, but when you need three, four times that much, it's not, it's not much. So we just took everything we had, and we just bought that other property. And... Uh, you know, the whole world's looking at us like, you guys are led by an idiot. What bothered me was my crew said, we know. And, uh, and we just prayed. We just felt God. We had a word from God. This is the way, walk ye in it. And so we did that. And, and uh, uh, it, a little bit of time came, you know, went by, and, and uh, we were fasting and praying, and we were seeking God. And, and uh, uh, I, you know, I went and and uh, just went went for a walk and, and found you know found myself sitting on a on a patio bench on a patio outside of a empty building and the patio was really awesome the outside you know in, in tri cities we can have those kind of things you know out, outdoor stuff and um uh and and the, the patio was there and it's awesome and I'm sitting there praying and I said God when we when we when we do our building, I want a patio just like this. And I heard God say, do not ask me for the patio. Ask me for the building. Which I thought was odd. 
because it wasn't a church. It, 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 you know, and I walked around it. 45 minutes later, I walked through it, called some of the key guys. They came down, and, uh, and, and they wanted the same amount of money for that building as it was going to cost us to build our building, but it, of course, with the land. And uh, I, I asked the, the realtor guy that was walking us through there, uh, I, I asked him to get me a meeting with the owner of the building, and I uh, said, we're going to present an offer, and he said, for how much? And I said, how much can we get out of our land right now? All those stupid little lots that we bought, we can't do anything with it. What, what, could, we, what, what could we sell those for, like today? And, uh, and, well, and I'll just tell you, don't tell anybody I told you this, okay? But they, they said, well, it's like, you know, he, he wants like uh, four point something million dollars for this building, Okay, I said, we, we can, together with the money that we've accumulated now, and if we sell the property, we'll have 2.75. Is that what it was? I said that we're going to offer 2.75. And the realtor said, I'm not doing it. And I said, well, don't you work for me? And didn't I hire you because you said you're a man of faith? I mean, you're no good to me at all if you don't have any faith. And faith, faith, you know, comes by hearing, and we've heard from God, and God said to ask him for the building, so we're asking him for the building. Get me the meeting. You don't have to present the offer. I'll do it. So we, we got the meeting with the guy that owns this and half of the rest of Tri-Cities. And we walked into that meeting. We sat down, and the first question was, he says, uh, do, I, I was out one day, and, and I saw you and a bunch of guys walking around that property. Were you praying around our property? I said, yeah. He goes, I thought that's what you were doing. I said, yeah, we were, and, and we want to buy it for 2.75. And, and the realtor just kind of like, slid under the table it was awesome and, and the owner of the building said you know what uh we've been offered way more for, for for that property already and rejected those offers and this realtor knows that but there's something i don't know it, it's just think that if lives were changed there and we made this deal happen that our fingerprints would be on what god does through you there so you know what we'll take that offer and so we, we, yeah, no, dude, you ought to be celebrating because I'm telling you, it's, it's amazing. And, and then we had to go in and, and we had to renovate and we had to do all kinds of stuff. And today is it's awesome. 147 salvations in January alone this year. Dude, if you're not happy about that, it's because you are a sinner. Okay. Uh, because your team's losing. And, and uh, uh, how did that happen? I don't know, but we had to prepare for that. We, we had, you know, it couldn't have happened where we were, I promise you. You know, where we were meeting, it couldn't happen. But, but, but we just follow God. We just, you know, you know what? Every once in a while, you know, uh, God will take you to, you know, on a journey. And it sounds, you know, you, you can come up with a thousand reasons why you shouldn't. But you only need one why you should. Because this is the way, walk you in it. This is the way, walk ye in it. Matthew, Matthew 6, 33, did I say that already? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing, his way of being right. And then every, everything that you worry about, he said, I'll take care of that. But you seek, you seek, you seek. That don't mean wait till you bump into it. That means that you, you go on a mission to find his way, his way of doing and his way of being right. You have his way of doing and his way of being right. You got to hunt it down. Why? Because it's valuable. We don't want just any jack wagon stumbling into this thing. You know, we want some people who are sincere and determined and, 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 and meaning to do business, not looking for church folk. 
Okay, not looking for people. They're just coming to see, you know, as a consumer to see what they can get out of this thing. But but looking for people who want to use their life to make an amazing difference and walk in audacious faith and accomplish amazing things for the kingdom of God. Those people have to seek. Okay, Jesus, Jesus said. Uh, uh, Jesus said, um, and, and let me let me tell you guys, you guys rock. Okay, and I kind of dig this, so you can stay up here like the next 15, 20 minutes or, but I don't want to kill you. You can, you could also go down, you know, but I dig it. It's awesome. Okay. <laughs> I got, I got the drummers with me. Yeah. Hey, okay. Hey, by the way, give these guys a hand. They, they invest amazing time, talent, treasure. Jesus said, you, you know what? Um, he, he said that the way of life, you know, the way of life, uh, how did he put it? Narrow is, or narrow is the way and narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there will be few who find it. Narrow is the gate. Difficult is the way. Well, I quit then. I don't do difficult. I'm looking for ease. See, if you're not careful, hardship will move you away from the word. And you'll use the word to justify the movement away from the word. Well, my yoke is easy. Yeah, but the way is difficult. And few are those that find it. But the Bible also says, seek and ye shall find. Well, if there's only a few who find it, but if you seek, you shall find. What does it tell us? Very few people seek. Because most of us are waiting for a gift. We, we, we want somebody to hand something to us. You know, we have a box of favorite scriptures. Remember that little bread box thing? And you, and you pull out those, oh, that's so sweet. You, you know, but the hard ones, that's not really what he's talking about. You know, we forget that Jehoshaphat created ships with Tarshish to go to Ophir for gold, but they went not for their broken Ejon Giver. I mean, that verse right there will change your world. I'm telling you, Jehoshaphat created ships of Tarshish to go to Ophir for gold, but they went not for their broken Ejon Giver. My God, that's the best verse in the Bible. Dude, did you hear that? Jehoshaphat created ships at Tarshish to go to Ophir for gold, but they didn't go because they were broken at Ejon Geber. <laughs> Jehoshaphat, he's king. Oh, we serve one of those. Jehoshaphat created vessels. Our king created vessels too. Jehoshaphat created vessels to carry the gold. Jehoshaphats didn't make it because they were broken. But, but we've been restored. I was broken once too, but guess what? He's made me whole. They were broken at Ejon Geber. I love the Bible. Two words put together make one word. Ejon, back, Geber, bone. Jehoshaphat created ships at Tarshish to go to over for gold, but they didn't have a backbone to face the storm that was going to try to prevent them from reaching the gold. 
So if you can just get a backbone to face the storm, you can carry the very cargo that you were created to carry. You just need a backbone. You just need a backbone. You just need to seek his way and not be so hung up on your way. You know, it's Yahweh, not your way. Right. It's Zoe life, not Yoe life. In, in the book of Ezra, 8th chapter, verse 21, it said, hey, we set a fast. We proclaimed a fast, and we started seeking God. And, and, and check it out, it's right there. That we might humble ourselves, that might help. I said that might help. See, some of y'all, even, even in that praise thing, you're like, why? Because you don't want to die. We'll get you there. Okay. Everybody telling you Jesus is here to make you whole. No, he's here to kill you. If we get, if we get you out of the picture, anything's possible. Okay. If we could just die to ourselves, you have no imagination that could, I mean, my God, it's crazy. But anyways, uh, we're going to humble ourselves before God to seek from him, not to come up on our own, but we're seeking from him the right way for us. There is a right way for you. There is a right way for you. There is a right way for you. There is a right, which means there's a bunch of wrong ones. Come on, don't, don't, don't be so soft on yourself. You, you know, uh, just leave that verse up for a minute, but check it out. You, you know, the Bible says, hey, you know, uh, it, the other day, the other day, we had these interns, and, and, and they, they joined us in staff meeting. We're reading scriptures in staff meeting, and I had one of them read it, and I had him read it like four times. And, and, and he said, you know, from the Amplified, they're, they're, like a boxer, I buffet my body. He, 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 but he kept reading it, I buffet my body. He read it four times, I befit, and, 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 you know, bless his heart. You know, by the way, if anybody from the South, let, let, let me teach you a little something. If you ever go to the South, you can say anything you want if you'll follow it up with bless your heart. Because if you follow it up with that, it's, everything's golden. My goodness, you are one ugly dude. Bless your heart. And it's fine. It's fine. And... And so Fredo, you know, he's sitting there, and, and, and four times, and he's not like, like a boxer, I, I buffet my body. I said, wait a minute, read it again. Like, like a boxer, I buffet my body, bless his heart. That boy is big, too. He's been buffeting his body a long time. Okay. And I'm like, I, I figured out your issue, dude. I figured out your issue. You think you're obeying the word of God, but you just had the wrong word in there. It's buffet. Okay. It means to, it means to, 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 to deal with yourself harshly, to discipline through Hardship. I love how it gets quiet. <laughs> Difficult is the way. You know, handle yourself roughly. See, see, a lot of people come to church even, they're looking for pity. Jesus, have pity on me. You don't need pity. You need power. Matter of fact, if you get too much pity, you'll be pity full. I don't know why it takes people forever to figure this out. It's not that deep. I don't go deep. What was I talking about? Like a boxer, I, I handle myself roughly. Right, so that so that I can so that I can attain the prize and not look like an idiot at the end of the day. 
See, maybe if you would, if you would discipline yourself through hardship, if you were hard on you, if you were hard on you, if you weren't so soft, you wouldn't think life is so hard. You know, you, if you would just get a backbone and look for his way and quit settling for yours, because yours, according to the King James Bible, sucketh. <laughs> you know, Proverbs fourteen twelve. there's a way that seems right to you. It seems right to me. You know, and, and okay, but the ends are the ways of death. Separation. Right? The separation. The word death is actually separation. It's not like you're going to fall over dead. No, you're going to be separated. From what? From the end. See, the, the, there's a way that seems right to you, but the end is separated from the end that he declared at the beginning. But instead of hyper-focusing on the way, well, I think the way we should do it. I think the way that we should do this, the way, the way we should handle it. Frankly, Scarlett, it does, okay. It, the way isn't the issue. The end is. Define our end. Man, thousands of people coming to Jesus in this place. Home. Home's being restored and refreshed and renewed and revived. Marriages, the strongest marriages in all of this region coming right out of this house. That's the end. How are we going to get there? Who cares? I don't care if you're building upstairs or cranking out an espresso bar or showing movies. We're going to the end that God declared at the beginning. And instead of hyper-focusing on the way, you focus on the end and let him direct the way. There is a right way for you. There is a right way for you. There is a right way for your children. Man, we ain't gonna, you know what? No, nah, the whole world's got an opinion. Opinions last sometimes all the way to the parking lot. Opinions change it. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know what, they're always looking for, well, there's safety and a multitude of counsel. Yeah, but counsel is not opinions. The Bible says that the counsel of the Lord stands forever. In other words, it don't change. So there's a, his way, his, there, the, he, there's his way, man, his way. And we're seeking his way for us, for us. We're seeking his way for our kids. That's our future. Uh, and, and let me just prophesy to you all for a minute. Y'all better make room for a lot more youth. You, I said, you better, you better make room for, that, for those millennial people. That Oh, my God, not the millennials. You better make room. You better make room because if God uses you for, for what he has prepared for you, let, I'll just, I'll just, I don't know this is going to just freak you out, but, but what God has prepared, what God has prepared for you, probably if you're like 40 or over, you won't like it a bit. I'm just tired of these young people trying to push me out the way, push me to the side, push me. Well, if you invest in them, they don't push you to the side. They elevate you. They just elevate you, right? The Bible says that you have many teachers but not many fathers. Well, there's a difference between a teacher and a father. See, because the teacher's really excited about the information. Father's really excited about the kid. Uh, you know, a, a teacher, if you make too much noise, he'll tell you, get the hell out of class. Father will go through hell to bring this information into the position of his son. See, yeah, are there some things that that, that that young crowd, yeah, that young crowd needs to be, they need to learn respect and honor and deference, and they need all that. But we need to learn patience because that's our, there's a right way for our future. 
and, and, and it's not by t- telling them to go sit down somewhere. It's by us empowering them to succeed with the thing that we poured our life into. Hello, somebody. There's a right way for you. There's a right way for your, for, for your children, your future. There's a right way for your... Possessions. Your substance. Your money. See, I, 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 got, I got to quit, but listen to me. God has chosen you. God has chosen you. I, I, I can show you over and over and over and over. You, you, you are a chosen generation. A chosen generation. You ever thought about that? You ever read the book of Matthew? God. That's a, you know, if you're just new to Jesus, go to John. Just skip right to John. That Matthew thing. Whoo! People, we can't even say their name. And, you know, it's like the streets in Hawaii. When we were in Hawaii, they give you directions. By the third turn, you have no idea what they're talking about. Hawk another loogie and take a left. And, and you know, mama, mama got a PP. And I'm like, oh, my God. I can't remember any of this. And uh, all these names, and they begat so-and-so, begat so-and-so, begat so-and-so. And then it has this listing, and, and from, from this generation to that one is 14, and from this one to that one's 14, from this one to that one's 14. Thank you for the word. You good with math? Good, perfect. No, I'm asking you. 14 plus 14. 28 plus 14. No, it's not Jesus. I know in church you would think that Jesus would be the right answer to anything, but not this time. Very good. 42. Go count them. There's 41. I've done it like 5,000 times. It never changes. There's 41 listed. Well, God don't know math. Oh, you're a chosen generation. You know when Shelby chose me? Smartest thing she ever did. <laughs> I'll just tell you right now. Genius. When Shelby chose me, she made a decision. She made a decision. The word decision came from the same root word as incision. It means to cut away. See, when you make a decision, it's not just that you hold to this. It's that you cut away everything else. Remember Tom Ball? The dude she dated before me? He's a loser. I'm the winner. No, no, no. No, no, you got to get this. Changed my life forever. Okay? You know, you know all those dudes that were, dudes, they were weeping. But I was celebrating. Because she chose me. I was the chosen one. I am the chosen one. Okay? He chose you. He has chosen you to build a house for a sanctuary. Be strong and do it. He's chosen you. In other words, there ain't ain't no plan B. 
There ain't no plan, but you're it. So if, so if you don't seek his way to do what he's called, you, you, you know what? God don't do anything by mistake. It's always on purpose. And, 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 and see, when we're, when we're looking at our way and what do I think and how do I feel about that, uh, let me tell you, you, you never ask a thing, the purpose of that thing. You always go to the creator of the thing to ask the purpose of the thing. And so, uh, uh, you know, and, and so you have to go to the creator and ask him, what's the purpose of this thing? And, and, and as he begins to unfold the purpose of that thing, then you have to, you have to live to fulfill that purpose. You know, and you have to do it his way. Because it's his future, and it's his possession. And, and so, so as you invest into the thing that God has connected you to, then you begin to please God in ways that you, you had no idea that, that, that that's the way it was going to roll. But I'm telling you that God has a plan, and he has a purpose. And thousands and thousands of lives hang in the balance, uh, uh, waiting for somebody to get a backbone because it's not going to be easy, difficult. It's going to be difficult. Okay. It's going to be difficult. We ain't going to just stumble on it. When it gets easy, you got to ratchet it up a little bit. See, and, and, and you got to, you got to let, you got to, you got to get in there and you got to praise him, man. Praise him. Let, you know, praise him in the sanctuary, praise him in the heavens of his power, praise him according to the greatness of his acts, praise him. Why? Cause there's some stuff in you that's got to die. If it don't die, it'll end up, it'll end up taking over your, your actual existence and you'll be living for you and doing life your way instead of doing life his way. And, and you know what? We, we, we are celebrating 147 salvations. We're celebrating people coming to church every, you know what we did? We hung a bell out in the foyer. You, why? Well, because when you buy a Harley, they ring the bell. And I'm in there, you know, I'm in there watching my friends buy Harleys. And, and, and you know, we got a bunch of guys that like to ride together. And, and, and they're ringing that bell and, and everybody's celebrating. I'm like, well, this is crazy. We're putting a bell in the foyer. So we bought ourselves a big bell. And when you bring a, a guy that doesn't go to church... And you bring him to church, and you get his connection card, and you walk out, and you say, hey, I got a connection card. They go to the bell. They take a picture, and they ring the bell. And no matter where you are, no matter what's going on, when the bell's ringing, the whole place is like celebrating. <laughs> and they're clapping and shouting. Why? Because we're bringing people in. And, 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 and guys, I'm telling you that there's this atmosphere that God wants to develop in your midst where, where there's a celebration because lives are being changed on a, on a daily basis. It's already happening, but you gotta, you gotta change your perspective and you gotta lift up your eyes and you gotta look at the end that he's pulling you to. And you gotta say, you know what? This might not be easy, but I'm going to tell you something. We're going to make it happen. Even if it kills us, huh? Cause that's what he's doing anyways. Right? I'm telling you, that's what he's doing anyways. And, and, and you young guys, man, there's an army of people who are out there who are lost. And, and who swear that they don't even need God. Who are totally, under, and they're in, they're in such deep darkness. And, and we have a tendency to look at the darkness, but darkness has never overwhelmed light. And so what you got to do is you got to walk in the light. Ephesians 5.15, am I okay? I'm, I'm like closing now. I'm closing. I love to close. Sometimes I do it like seven times. Um, <laughs> Ephesians 5, uh, 15, and it, it says, be very careful how you live. Live as, live as, don't live as the foolish, but live as the wise. Right? Don't, don't live like the foolish, but live as the wise. Jesus defined it in, in, in Matthew 7 when he said, hey, the wise and the foolish, they, they only have one difference. Both of them hear the word, but the wise hear it. They, they, they receive instruction and they do it. The foolish 
receive instruction, and make excuses for why they don't do it. Okay, so so be very careful how you live because if you're not if you're not careful, you'll end up living like a fool. You'll end up living like a fool. You you'll receive wisdom, insight, revelation, understanding. You, you got all that, but you won't but you won't follow the instructions. So you got to be strong because God has chosen you. God has chosen you to build a house for the kingdom. You got you you got you got to be strong. You got to be strong. It's not going to be easy to do what you're setting off to do. You know, you'd think with this many people, this is going to be easy. When it gets easy, we got to ratchet it up. Why? Because you know what? The, the difficult is the way. And if, if I'm if I'm seeking His way, then I can't be looking for the easy way. You know, I can't be sitting around thinking, well, all those people over there, they're going to finance this offering. No, no, they're not. You are. You, you, you're going to be sitting, you know, if you're looking for the easy way, that guy can serve. No, you're going to serve. And you're going to say, well, I, that's not my gifting. We don't care. You know, I'm going to fill up that children's department with men. Why? Because I don't want my little boys growing up like chicks. You, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put people in the parking lot to, to welcome everybody. We're going to put happy faces on in the foyer. And even when we don't get what we want, it, well, we're going to recognize very quickly, it's not about me. And we're going to make something happen for the kingdom of God. Why? Because of this very reason right here. It's awesome to humiliate hell. It's just awesome to humiliate hell. Awesome. One, one of my favorite things are the amount of couples that were divorced lived in other parts of the country. For some reason, at our house, God brings them in. God gets them saved. God reunites them. They remarry. And then they pull their kids in. And he rescues that. He begins to restore. He begins to restore. I just love that. I love the fact that that God's in. You know, he said, I will restore even the years, even time, even the time he lost. All of that. He said, I'll restore. But remember that Jesus said to the man with the withered hand, and when he restored his hand, you know, he, he, he really only said one thing to him. Well, two. First one is pretty important. Step forward. See, we think to get stuff restored, we need to go back. No, you need to step forward. Okay, you need to step forward. And, and, and then he said, he, this is the other thing he said to him. He said, uh, show me your hand. And when that moment comes, and God's calling you to step up, which I believe he's doing right now. He's, show me your hand. Don't show him your pretty one. You got to show him that withered one. You want, you want God to flow through you? You want to accomplish great things for God? He's calling you to step forward. Well, you got to step forward. When he says, show me your hand, go ahead and tell him, man. Dude, I'm greedy. Man, I'm afraid. I'm fearful that if I do it your way, I'm going to lose out. Because if you can show him the, the, the withered part of you, of, of who you are, he can restore that. But not by going back, but by stepping forward and saying, okay, God, I can receive instruction and I can obey him. And if we can do that, especially if we do it together, together, we're better. You know, and if we can do that, you have no idea of what God is going to do for you. The human mind cannot comprehend God's response to one act of obedience.
You obey him. You obey him and watch what he does. Matter of fact, some of you guys, the very first step of obedience, you've been trying to figure out why everything's happened. Why is this happened? Why has that happened to me? Why has life been so hard? Why is this gone? You, you, don't, you don't need understanding. You need surrender. And if you can just surrender, you, you know, the decision is, hey, I'm going to seek your way for me. Your way for my future. Your way for everything that you've placed in my possession. And so today, I just want to pray a quick prayer with everybody. Some of you guys are here, and it's time to make a decision. And I know, I know that it would be really sweet if we could, you know, bow our head or something or close our eyes. or You, you can close your eyes. But if you're here today, and, and, and you'll say, you know what? You know what, Tom? I'm going to make a choice. God chose me. I'm going to make a choice. I, I'm going to cut away everything else and go for his way for my life. Real surrender. If the, I want to invite you to make this prayer your prayer. We're all going to pray it together, but I, but I want you to make it your prayer. So if you're here today and, and you say, you know, Tom, I'm going to make that prayer my prayer. What I want you to do is just hold your hand up real high so I can see it. Just lift it up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Look at all these hands. This is awesome. Now what I want you to do is stand up. See, you raised your hand. Now raise your body. Use those, use those legs for just a minute. And because, because you know what we're going to do? We're going we're to take a stand. We're going to take a stand. That, hey, from this day forward, God, I want your way. I won't fight you with mine. You know, I have decided to follow Jesus. You know, I'm making a cut. Severing the old way and going for God's way. I just want everybody in this place, just pray this. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I have decided to do life your way. I thank you that you saved me. I thank you that you freed me. Now use me for your purpose, your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys, give God one more shout, one more praise.